I have a dream. But doesn't everybody have a dream? Something that makes them smile? Something they so look forward to doing someday? Doesn't everybody have a dream? Something that gives them energy, hope, purpose, and fills their heart with promise? I mean, come on, don't we all have a dream or two, or maybe three? But before I share my dream with you, allow me to tell you a story about chasing a star. The Bryants got together, and we chased a star last year, and this is what happened, and this is what we found. On the afternoon of December 21st, 2020, Wendy Brownie and I, PM, we hopped in the car about 5.30 p.m. or so, and we drove about a half a mile to the top of the hill, just across from YRMC, that's Yuma Regional Medical Center, which is the hospital in Yuma. Many of you reading this article today and many of you listening to this sermon, especially if you live in Yuma, you already know there's a big hill just north of the hospital, and there's a street there and a parking lot that sits high above the canal, which is where we stood for about 75 minutes, maybe two hours or so. And as the sun finally sunk over the western horizon, we saw before us the conjunction of the two stars. Most of you know that a conjunction means that two stars appear to be merging and coming together. And we saw this happening in the western skies. Some are still calling that conjunction a Christmas star. But what were we looking for? Honestly, what were we hoping to find on that early evening, late afternoon in December? I'm convinced. We were looking for something amazing, something beautiful, and I might add something magical, almost as if, without even saying it, we wanted something to give credence to what we so badly want to hold on to as true. I'm reading to you from Matthew chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in the territory of Judea, during the rule of King Herod, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem. They, and they asked, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We've seen his star in the east, and we've come to honor him. When Jesus, excuse me, when King Herod heard this, he was troubled, and everyone in Jerusalem was troubled with him. He gathered all the chief priests and the legal experts and the scribes, and he asked them where the Christ was to be born. And they said, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what the prophet wrote. You, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because from you will come, will come one who governs, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi and found out from them the time when the star had first appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search carefully for the child, and when you found him, Report to me so that I too may go and worship him. When they heard the king, they went. And look, the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stood over the place where the child was. 
when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother. Falling down on their knees, they worshipped him. They honored him. Then they opened their treasure chests and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And because they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they went back to their own country by another route. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, I suppose right here would be a good place in this sermon for some scholarly comments and maybe even a full exposition of the Matthean reading. That's the reading, of course, that we just shared about the Magi, the wise men from the East, which so many millions of people have conflated with the Christmas story. Many say, thanks to Hallmark and perhaps American greeting cards, that the Christmas happenings and those events have actually been merged. They've been brought together into one story. But you know what? I think the mystery and the magic of the Magi, coming from probably Persia, with them being present at Christ's actual birth, I think it started long before the greeting cards were even a thought. Simply because, for a couple reasons here. Number one, New Testament writers, especially Matthew, purposely sought to make a firm and direct connection between the messianic prophecies of the Hebrew Scriptures and Jesus of Nazareth. And secondly, in our day and age especially, we as a people who face so many setbacks in life, especially from 2020, Don't we often need all the joy, all the magic and wonder and love and gifts and comfort and, yes, holiness that we can get our hands on, especially during the holiday seasons? You know, prior to 2020, I found myself being quite critical of what I might see in a neighbor's front yard during the Advent and Christmas seasons. In fact, not far from the hillside in Yuma that I just told you about, is a front yard with the following Christmas statue arrangement. Looks like this. A simple green grass, kind of a makeshift stable area with baby Jesus laying in the grass. Joseph is there, and so is a very Anglo-looking Mary, both cleanly attired and smiling. There's a donkey, a cow, maybe a bird, And I think there might even be a dog in the area. And then there's three very well-dressed, kingly-looking guys that look like they recently escaped from a Christmas card. Now, here's the kicker. This whole scene, this whole manger scene that I just described, along with all the animals, are neatly surrounded by several pine cones about the size of a small football. Indeed, for someone looking for a comforting holiday site, something that really reminds them of the joy and the wonder of Christmas, this manger scene in the front yard that I just described, it's very fitting. It really is. But if you happen to be the biblical, theological, churchy type, which I'm not, by the way, you just might find this pine cone arrangement just described, you might find it 
way over the top, way out of place, and you may even find it troubling. So what does all this have to do with finding a way to follow our dreams in 2021? Exactly. What was it? What were the Bryants looking for in the western skies over Yuma when we went together chasing stars here a couple weeks ago? And is there a chance that without even knowing it, we were finding a way to follow our dreams? Let me say a couple things here that are, by the way, my opinion. The visit of the Magi is about astrologers following a dream, I think. According to scholars, they were the first non-Jewish people to seek out the Savior, the Messiah, the Christ, Jesus. And who knows? Honestly, who knows how long they've been watching the skies and tracing the paths of the stars, trying to figure out when and where this conjunction might happen. And then finally, after decades of research, seeing that those stars were finally coming together to them, putting together the scriptural knowledge that they did have, they saw it as a clear signpost in the skies. Some believe Matthew knowingly lays out three different reactions to the birth of Jesus in the short episode out of Matthew chapter 2 that I just shared with you. Number one, obviously, Herod, the political leadership, is outraged. There's a threat to his ongoing tyranny. Then there's the, the Pharisees, the scribes, the, the teachers of the law. Some call them the religious elite. The ones who have all the scriptural knowledge in their possession, they react with complacency at this signpost in the sky. Go back and read it. You notice they just kind of comment to Herod about what the scriptures say, you'd think they would have led the way. You'd think they would have gotten on some animal and they would have gone ahead of the Magi to find out if this truly was the Messiah being born in Bethlehem. Then there's the outsiders from Persia, the astrologers, the Magi, chasing a star, seeking something holy and truly amazing knowing in their hearts God's Messiah finally had come. I want to share with you some, I think, very fitting comments from the JesuitPost.org. The JesuitPost.org. What is it that leads you closer to Christ? Damien Torres Botello, SJ, reflects here on the Epiphany when the Magi were led to Jesus by a star. Look up. Go on, look up. Can you find your star? And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them. And boy, did it. And those magi found the child. They found the child Jesus lying in a manger. What do you find when you look up? Today's gospel in Matthew is all about people being attracted to a star to find the fullness and glory of the life only Christ can give them. And in order for these magi to follow their star, they had to step outside of themselves. They had to leave their comfort zone and go to unfamiliar places. And they did this 
with such trust in what they would find. Have you discerned the star you follow? And where does this star lead you? For the Magi, their star led them to a person in a place most unanticipated. Their star led them to an infant king. Their star led them to a stable. The gospel encourages a humble following toward the glory of God manifested where we least expect it. Sometimes a star leads us to be light for others. Sometimes a star is difficult to see. Sometimes a star is hard to follow. But always the star is there, leading us graciously and lovingly, inviting us more clearly and deeply and nearer to God. So ends this quote from uh, the gentleman uh, Damien Torres Botello from, again, the JesuitPost.org. So in what way does that front yard manger scene in Yuma, how does that shed light on anyone thinking about following their dreams? Well, I think the front yard Christmas decoration scene in Yuma is all about people dredging through a very difficult year, 2020, and looking for hope, looking for comfort, looking for life, joy, and promise to overcome a very, very painful year. And what about the Bryants getting in the car and driving out looking for the conjunction of stars? Well, chasing the stars a couple weeks ago, looking for the Christmas star, according to scholars and astrologers, I think it was also the Brownie Bryant Pack's way of excitedly knocking on the door of Christmas, wanting so badly to hold on to joyful, promising things. Remember, it was on the 21st, it was only four days before Christmas. Finally, let me tell you about my dream for this new 2021 year. I want to take you back to Thanksgiving afternoon. The afternoon of Thanksgiving Day, Wendy and I are at home with Brownie getting ready to sit down for dinner. So, what are we thankful for this year? Wendy and I pondered and discussed the above question as we sat down to our Thanksgiving dinner mm, about a month ago. We were intentionally staying within our quarantine pod, our family bubble, you might say. We were safely at home celebrating the holiday. And although my answer to the most thankful question consisted mostly of comments about God's blessings of family and friends and good health, which still rings very true for me today, what really struck me to the core on that afternoon was the simple fact that the scrumptious dinner displayed before me on my mother's fine china had cost me very little. Now, it's not that I felt terribly guilty for having so much, and it's not that we all sat around and took part in some cosmic beatdown because we're doing so well here at the Bryant's house. Rather, what did happen was God stirred deeply in my soul once again. It's time for me 
to do something to help alleviate food insecurity, even if it results in feeding only a few mouths in downtown Yuma. The next morning, during the gentle quiet of my morning prayer time, I realized that there is a safe way that Yuma First can and will act upon food insecurities in our community. Working only in quarantine pods and or family bubbles, using Asbury Hall, taking turns, staying smart, clean, and safe, gathering, preparing, and then distributing bag lunches to the needy in our area. All of it done within quarantine pods, all of it done taking turns, all of it done because God calls us to do things like this. And I believe that is my dream, especially for this year. I'm calling that program Feeding Our Friends. And although it is just a dream today, it's still stirring in my soul and it's gaining momentum, just waiting to be fully birthed something sometime this early spring. And I must say, someday, once we get going again, it will be a dream come true for me. And yes, I will be inviting you to help me find a way to follow my dream. So what's this sermon all about? Chasing stars, finding a way to follow our dreams. Amazing promises. An impossible, maybe even a hopeless situation. So many things fulfilled by God. And 2021, now before us, a fresh new year, just waiting for us. Brand new, filled with challenge, promise, possibilities. And God still going ahead of us, preparing the way. Lighting up our paths, showing us the way. Going before us, kind of like that Christmas star that the Magi chased and eventually found the Messiah, the infant King Jesus born in Bethlehem. So what's it going to take for you to follow your dreams this year? What's it going to take for you to chase a star? You know, in Luke's Christmas story, chapter 2, Luke very comfort in a very comforting way in a very vivid way and for so many people it's our favorite christmas story how mary gives birth to jesus traditionally very early each new year roman catholicism observes and they celebrate the motherhood of mary and they call it theotokos which means mother of god the one who has given birth to the one who is God. Giving birth to Jesus. Giving birth to the dream. Allowing God to give birth to our dreams for 2021. So what new birth will God bring about in your life this year? How will that birth maybe become a dream to pursue? What can your family and friends do to help you find a way to follow your dreams? 
Think for a minute. Join me. Think for a minute about promises God has made and kept. What's keeping you from chasing stars and following your dreams? Amen.